do you have regrets or do you live by the credo, no regrets? Well, today we're going to talk about why having regrets is normal and good for you. What does it mean to love and work well? And how do I pursue what truly matters? Working at the intersection of business and psychology, I help you answer these questions and more so you can focus priorities, inspire change, lead with courage, and live with more joy today. Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Welcome to the Pursue What Matters podcast, where we focus on what it takes to thrive in love and work. So today I'm talking about a great book that just came out. It's by Daniel Pink. He's one of my favorite um, thinkers and writers on uh, leadership and on the psychology of um, leadership and being human, right? He's got so much to say. And so we're going to be talking about um, this book, some of his research, right? He's done a really big survey um, and some more detailed research on regret and really helps to kind of challenge some conventional wisdom when it comes to regret. Um, Of course, every week with the podcast, my goal is to help you pursue what matters by strengthening your confidence to lead. I try to do that by helping you lead with clarity, which is all about purpose, um, leading with curiosity, which is all about self-awareness, and then leading and building a community. So how do we work? well with others. And so today we're really going to focus on leading with curiosity. So thinking about this self-awareness about regret and recognizing that regret has some gifts to offer us if we are open to the lessons. Uh, Regret can also be very helpful when it comes to community uh, because many of our decisions at work are team-based. And so we need to be, um, we need to know and understand the impact of regret and how that can strengthen our team or undermine our team, right? Especially when it comes to uh, decision-making. But first, let's learn a little bit more about the book, what others are saying, and of course, about Daniel Pink. Okay, so the book is already a New York Times bestseller, and it just came out. I think it, um, it, it's brand new in 2022. So the power of regret, how looking backward moves us forward. So in his new book, right, Daniel Pink's new book, find out how regret, our most misunderstood emotion, can be the pathway to our best life. Okay, so there's a, there's a strong message there. So it's already New York Times bestseller. It is the Goodreads members most anticipated books of 2022. Now I came across um, a Saturday essay in the Wall Street Journal um, just a few weeks ago that was by Daniel Pink. And it was about this power of regret. And the article was so great. I think I shared it to my stories. And I remember saying like, I can't wait till this book comes out. Well, we don't have to wait any longer. And so this has been a much anticipated book because when he, when Daniel Pink uh, applies his, um, his gifts to a topic, it's always really valuable. It's something that we can all learn from. And so um, some of some of the other books by uh, Daniel Pink include When, um, A Whole New Mind, Drive. So he really helps us to shift our paradigms about different things, right? So in Drive, he was talking about motivation. And of course, here, he's really helping us to shift our paradigm about the transformative power of our most misunderstood emotion. So, you know, 
so many of us live by the credo of no regrets, right? That it becomes a philosophy of life. People get it tattooed on themselves. And what Pink says is that that approach, that credo of no regrets is nonsense and that it's even dangerous. Um, so this is his statement. He, he leads off boldly um, and really makes the claim, which is true. I think each of us know this, that everybody has regrets. Um, regrets are a fundamental part of our lives. And here's the thing. If we reckon with them in fresh and imaginative ways, which is what he really teaches us about, we can enlist our regrets to make smarter decisions, perform better at work and school, and deepen our sense of meaning and purpose. Um, and so what I really love about Pink is he gives us really good big ideas, right? So he's solid in the research, but he also has very practical takeaways. There's some great stories that help make his point. And his books are always really very user-friendly, right? So you can, they have guides, um, and you can really get to where you want to go very quickly. So a little bit more about Daniel Pink. So he is um, the author of several books, A Whole New Mind, Drive, To Sell as Human, and When. His books have sold millions of copies, have been translated into 42 languages, which is pretty significant, um, and have won multiple awards. So he's got some really great things to say. And so let's hear about reviews. So first from Brene Brown, I love that Daniel Pink is taking on one of the best and toughest teachers in my life, regret. Um, I've always known that regret deepened my connection to myself and to others, but now, thanks to Dan's research and storytelling, I understand why. The idea of no regrets doesn't mean living with courage. It means living without reflection. The world needs this book and more reflection now. So I thought that was a really um, great endorsement um, of the book. And then from Angela Duckworth, Duckworth, my apologies. So she's a researcher and of course the author of Grit. What she says is if you have long assumed that no regrets is the way to live life, then this book is for you. The incomparably candid, clear, and concise Daniel Pink summarizes the latest science on looking backward on what could have been and shows how it can vault you forward to a happier, more productive, and principled life. So I really um, love that as well. So we've got other reviews from Sanjay Gupta, but I think that helps you to um, get the point. This is a good book. And I devoured this book. I read it in, I think, a day and a half. Um, so now let's get on to the meat of the book. So with the book, Pink has three key ideas, and the book is broken down into three parts. So part one is regret reclaimed. Um, part two is regret revealed. And part three is regret remade. So he really takes us on a journey. Um, for our purposes today, we're really going to focus on uh, part one, which is regret reclaimed. So helping us to understand um, why regret can be a good thing. So, you know, his first point is that this idea of no regrets is ridiculous. Um, and he says that the only people who don't have regrets are five-year-olds, the 
brain injured and sociopaths, right? So it's kind of like shame that way, except of course we know shame. Uh, Five-year-olds have plenty of shame. So we all have regrets and pretending we don't is really silly. Um, And so what Pink argues is that admitting to regrets is admitting to being human, right? It can feel vulnerable, which is part of why we don't admit to it. Um, But it is part of the human experience. It connects us with our shame, but being able to admit regrets also opens the door to learning from our mistakes, from our lost opportunities, and from our choices. So um, then he talks about why regret makes us better. And so this is what I really want to focus on today because I think it can be very useful and gives you enough flavor of the book to help you decide if you want to follow up and read the book. And so he talks about three benefits of regret, okay? So first of all, he says that regret by making us feel worse can help us do better, right? So that doesn't sound very pleasant, but this is a place where we would really want to uh, delay our gratification um, so that we can learn the lessons. And so the first benefit of regret is that it can improve decisions. Now, this is a really big benefit. So when we have regret about a decision, it can help us better prepare so we can make smarter decisions in the future. He talks about some examples in terms of negotiation. So how can you become a better negotiator? Well, maybe you've done poorly for yourself on negotiations in the past. So we contemplate what we feel badly about. We learn the lessons. And this is a big one. We need to apply them to future decisions. So this really improves our decision hygiene or our decision-making process. Now, if you joined me last week, I talked about the sunk cost fallacy and how that impairs our decision-making. And I, at the end, I talked a little bit about regret um, as a bit of a prelude to this conversation. So having regret improves our decision-making process. So that stab of negativity slows us down. And that's one of the recommendations that I made last week is that we need to slow down our decision-making. We need to collect more information. We need to consider a wider range of options. So when we have regret, we take a little more time to reach a conclusion. We step more carefully and so are less likely to fall through cognitive trap doors like confirmation bias, like the on cost fallacy. So if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, go back and take a listen. So um, we we really want to um, make it okay to talk about regrets, uh, make it okay to talk about failures. He even recommends doing a failure resume, which like, oh, that kind of sounds painful, but also it could be very helpful um, so that you can learn the lessons about your decisions and you might be able to see some patterns that can be useful for you. Uh, we want to encourage these conversations as it leads to better decisions as a result. So we think about postmortem processes or retro. He also recommends maybe doing a pre-mortem, right? Like what are our potential traps? What do we need to pay attention to? Uh, But the idea is to normalize mistakes and regrets, recognizing that these are a normal part of life. So now let's go to the second benefit of regret, which is regret can boost performance. Now that's pretty cool. So it can improve our performance. So regret can deepen our persistence, which almost always elevates performance. So even thinking about other people's regrets may confer a performance boost to you, which I think that is so cool. So one of the things that he encourages us to do is to get yourself and others to think counterfactually. So this is to experience even vicarious regret, um, recognizing 
recognizing that it can crack open the door to possibilities. So what do I mean when I say to think counterfactually? That is to go back to a decision and look at your possible options to say, okay, I made decision A, but what if I would have made decision B? Where would that have let, led me, right? And that this can help us to really open the door on more possibilities. So regret infuses people's deliberations with more strength, with more speed, and more creativity. So we're really intentional about thinking about our decisions. Um, But this isn't always the case, right? We don't want to dwell on regret. We don't want to get trapped in regret. But some reflecting is good. We just want to kind of keep it in between the lines um, so that we don't get pulled into the morass of regret. It's going to be a little bit painful, but that's forward looking, right? Like it's, it's with a purpose to really help us to identify patterns and to make better decisions. And then the third benefit of regret is that regret can deepen meaning. Now, I love this because I'm always talking about pursuing what matters, but he says that when we reflect on the choices you have made and consider if you would have made a different choice, such as like attending a different college or a different major, that what, what Pink says is that this reflection makes your actual choice more meaningful to you. So here again, he talks about counterfactual reflection and that it endows both major life experiences and relationships with greater meaning. So, you know, an example of this is uh, that I can think of is I married my high school sweetheart. So we began our relationship when I was 15 years old. So I've been with this guy for a long time. And so when I do some counterfactual reflection on that, right? Like, what if we wouldn't have met? What if we didn't, you know, what if we hadn't have started dating, right? What I always come back to is how incredibly grateful I am for this relationship um, and for, you know, at this point, uh, marriage to this guy. Like, he's so wonderful. And so when I reflect back on what if, right, it actually brings more meaning and more purpose to that decision to be able to say, right, to even think back and go like, boy, like we were so clueless, but look, like we've, we've really created um, a wonderful life and marriage and family together. Um, And that brings great and deep meaning to me. So this reflection leads to higher levels of religious feelings. It can lead to higher levels of spiritual spiritual feelings, right? Because you start, start to see a purpose in your choices. So it brings that deeper sense of purpose. It can even, right, according to the research, it can lead you towards greater patriotism and commitment to your organization, to your communities. Um, and that, that counterfactual reflection on choices in use our lives with meaning and steers our lives toward meaning. So the example that I just gave about reflecting back on the start of my relationship with my guy friend brings me meaning in this moment and it helps to guide my actions, right? Because I have gratitude and I have a sense of purpose and meaning. And so what does that mean for me today? Well, I want to treat him well. I want to show that gratitude in the relationship. I want to strengthen that relationship. And so it not only brings more meaning, but it can serve as a guide towards our values and towards purpose. And so I think that is so cool, really, really powerful. And so again, 
then let's review these three top benefits of regret. So first, regret can improve decisions. Second, regret can boost performance. And third, regret can deepen meaning. So that is all covered in part one of the book, which is Regret Reclaimed. So let's not rid ourselves of our regret. When we can reclaim regret, we can start to harness the benefits of it. And then he moves into part two, which is regret revealed. Now, this is a really, really valuable conversation. We just don't have time to go over it today. So I'm just going to give you a flavor of it. But what Pink does is he talks about the four core regrets. Now, he did some very extensive research and then also, of course, brought in and integrated um, the extensive research on regret um, that currently exists. And what he identified is that our regrets come in four core areas. So the first is foundation regrets. The second is boldness regrets. Um, the third is moral regrets. The fourth is connection regrets. So, you know, hopefully you can uh, make sense of those. So when we think about, so just for example, when we think about boldness regrets, it's regret, it's regretting not taking a smart risk, regretting not um, putting yourself up for promotion, not asking um, the girl out on the date. When we think about moral regrets, we think about um, those times when we cross our own values, when we don't um, follow our own integrity, where maybe we don't stand up for someone or we lie to someone. That's really what we're looking at with those moral regrets. And then the fourth connection regrets, that's a big one. I think that was the largest category. And it's all about our relationships, right? If you think about, um, if you think about our lives, when we get to the end of our lives, what do we most regret? It's, it's our relationships, right? Like I didn't take enough time with my loved ones, or I was too focused on, um, on making a dollar that I lost what was most valuable to me. And so these connection regrets are all about how we treat those we love, um, whether we allow space and time for cultivating meaningful connections. Um, and so those are the four core regrets. Um, and there's a really, really great discussion about those so that you can kind of help yourself when you're coming up upon a decision to be able to say, am I going to regret this? Right. And you can kind of think about these um, four core regrets to help to guide you towards better decision uh, decisions in your life. And then the third part of the book is also really excellent. It's regret remade. And so this is where we really can use regret to harness growth. And so he talks about undoing some of our regrets and at leasting. Well, at least I didn't do this, or at least I'm not still making this mistake. So he gives us some good cognitive tools to help us kind of reframe regret um, to make better decisions. And then he he talks about disclosure, compassion, and distance. So when we think about disclosure, talking about our regrets really helps because it helps us to overcome shame, um, helps us to learn the lessons. Having compassion with ourselves and with others about regrets also helps us to harness the lessons. And then he talks about distance. And this specifically is a conversation around self 
distancing. Now, if you will recall, I covered the book Chatter um, not too long ago, and that is one of the most important cognitive tools to help us overcome chatter, which is self-distancing. So when we have a regret, we don't want to get caught into the trap of beating ourselves up about our regrets. We want to approach it and learn the lessons, but we also want to create some self-distance where we have some perspective um, about the regret. Because if every time we think about a regret, we're down the rabbit hole of pain and shame and suffering, it's going to make it really hard for us to learn the lessons. And so he talks specifically about the skill of self-distancing, which is based on some of the research by Ethan Cross, the author of Chatter. Um, and then another part of remaking regret is to anticipate our regret so that we can make better choices. So you're looking at a decision and you can ask, will I regret this decision in the future? So this is where we do a little bit of time traveling. I'm in the middle of a big decision and I have thought about this so much. Um, will I, you know, 10 years from now, will I look back and regret not making this decision? And I think the truth is I would. And that guides me now. It helps me to manage my fear as I move forward with this decision. Um, and so that is a little bit of flavor of Daniel Pink's new book, um, which is The Power of Regret. It's really great. Um, I highly recommend it. So head on over to my website to check out the show notes with the resources for this web for this episode. I have a nice little link um, with a short video of, of Dan talking about the book. And then, of course, um, a link to the book so you can learn a little bit more about that. So you can find all of that at my website, uh, www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash 152 dash power of regret. So one more time, that's www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash 152 dash power of regret. P-O-W-E-R-O-F-R-E-G-R-E. Um, you can find other great resources at my website as well. Uh, and I'd love to hear what you think of the book. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Melissa Smith. Um, I'd love it if you took a moment to review the podcast. It helps me to get valuable feedback from you. And in the meantime, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Remember, love and work, work and love. That's all there is. Until next time, take good care. Take good care.